Howdy, howdy. Why, hello. And welcome to... But It Was Aliens. The extraterrestrial comedy podcast where we probe real-life extraterrestrial mysteries to determine whether these mysteries really did involve extraterrestrials. We take it in turns to host each week, and yes indeed, I am your host this week, Kevin the Grey. Alongside me, with no idea as to what's coming up today, is Granville Moonwalker. Ooh, yeah! Today, good sir, we are visiting Scotland. Ooh. Again. As in, I've been there. You've been so to Scotland? Visiting again. Where have you been to uh, Scotland, lad? Edinburgh. Aye, lass. <laughs> More specifically... We are covering something that happened just outside of Glasgow, Scotland. For those unaware, Glasgow is actually a port city situated on the River Clyde. The Gaelic meaning behind the city's name is Deer Green Place. And Glasgow still has 90 green spaces within the urban environment. Fossil Grove in Victoria Park has fossilised trees which are twice as old as the dinosaurs. God damn! 330 million years old. Glasgow is also home to the third oldest underground railway system in the world. It was in operation from December 1896 behind the Budapest Metro of Hungary which has operated since May 1896, and the London Metropolitan Line, which operated for locomotives from January 1863 with full London Underground Metro service in operation from 1890. St Valentine's remains. Well, that's a slight stretch. His forearm can be found in a church in Glasgow, although this is complicated because St Valentine actually may be several different people kind of combined into one. Finally, Horseshoe Bar at 104 foot and 3 inches is longer than any continual bar in Europe. Have you ever seen bigger, Mooney? I've seen a massive Toblerone bar. I highly doubt that the massive Toblerone bar compares to a massive, massive actual drinking bar. Never said I saw bigger. Well, I did ask you quite specifically if you've seen bigger. Yes, I have. Where, sir? South Park. Bigger, larger, and uncut. So you've not seen a bigger bar then? No. <laughs> well, it turns out there is bigger. The Boland Brewery Beer Hall in Cliffrow is said to be 105 foot 8 inches. Meanwhile, football team Tottenham's stadium bar is about 213 feet, but I'm ruling out stadiums. The Beer Barrel Saloon in Putin Bay, Ohio is 405 foot and 10 inches. That counts. Anyway, I've got massively sidetracked. Igor Terzik was driving alone in his 1967 Shelby GT. <sighs> Excuse you? I'm jealous. Why, sir? If there was any car in the world 
that I would give your left nut for. Oh, here we go. It would be the 1967 Shelby GT. I mean, oh, I'd probably give my own left nut for it as well. One day, I really hope someone makes that offer to you. Right. You'll be I so would, sure. I would give both yours and my left nuts for a 1967 Shelby GT. Random question. Why is it always the left? Because it's the most important one. Do you know that? You can lose the right one and you can still have kids. Don't both develop so you can lose either. <laughs> it still stands. If I lose the left, I can use the right. Remember I said this took place on the outskirts of Glasgow. So this was a quiet, isolated road. It was a cool night in May 1995. But the silence was shattered as suddenly, out of nowhere, something appeared above Igor's car. When I say that the silence was shattered, I mean by Igor shitting his pants. Igor's car just wasn't quick enough to outrun it. Igor put his foot down, accelerating down the road, but he could not get away. This light shape above him simply followed. So Iger stopped in the middle of the road. And he said, <laughs> Play the best song in the world. Or I'll eat your soul. <laughs> um, so glad you got that. <laughs> I don't blame whatever this was that was above his car tracking him. It's a beautiful car. <laughs> You're going to fix it like, on the car, aren't you? You've put it in. What did you expect? I didn't really think about it. So all the episodes where I've gone on about the one car that I would give you a left nut for, nope. and you've not paid any attention to it. Nope. So if someone would have just come up to me in the street tonight after we walked home from football and was like, you can have this car if you uh, give me Kev's left nut. You honestly think that I wouldn't have given your left nut there and then no recollection sir it's a beautiful fucking car right let's let's get away from this uh iconic beautiful car for one second would you have sex with a car no not even if it was a 1967 shelby gt even if it was a 1967 shelby gt no i wouldn't is that because you got no nuts no <laughs> i wouldn't have any left no because i'd have given them for the car he's given both now, if you're asking if I'd have sex in the car. With the car. Um, so he stopped in the middle of the road. In the middle. Of the road. And he said... No, not again. Where... Kind, what kind of road was he on? Was it a... Long and winding road. So was it like our dual carriageways or our motorways where all traffic goes in the same direction or... Was it just like a normal road where you have traffic coming from both ways? So it was a road where traffic could come both ways. And he stopped in the middle of, of the, the road. road. He did, yes. And he said, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Why are the lights so coming towards my face? Was the light like over him? So over the whole of the car and just By followed point, him yes. constantly, or was it in front of him? So it came him up to point? him and then it went over him. Okay, and just stayed with him the whole time he tried to drive away. Yeah. Ooh. 
really like that car, didn't they? <laughs> Did he get out of the car and run? We'll get on to what happened next. Next. I don't know if I could leave the car. Maybe Igor didn't. I can't decide whether it's Igor or Igor. I might have changed it a few times. A bit indecisive on that. Mm. Igor! If it was any other car, I'm leaving it. So if you were in this situation, <laughs> you'd stay in the car. Yeah. Fair. It's just like the same way if I got thrown into a sea and was about to be eaten by sharks, I would try to fight. If I was about to be eaten by killer whales, I'd just let it happen. Well, to be fair, if you were eaten by a killer whale, you'd have a chance because they regurgitate. They play with their food. They'd probably knock me about for a they bit. They do. And they also have massive gaping bum holes. Like we're talking a good few foot wide. So there's the off chance you might be able to make your way through its body and pass through. So you honestly believe my ass would get through its ass? <laughs> have you seen the size of a killer whale? Have you seen the size of my ass? <laughs> the killer whale is sat on the toilet straining like... <laughs> My bum cheeks pop out. (laughs) (laughs) Butt cheeks out of butt cheeks. The killer whale's mum comes in to try and help him and pull it out. (laughs) (laughs) And the killer whale's like... This conversation is turned quickly. The dad killer whale comes and slaps him on the back to try and help... Sure enough, Iger suddenly realised that a truck was speeding towards him. Igor clicked back into action, turned the engine on and drove his car out of the way. Did I say clicked back into action? Well, the funny thing was, Igor had no recollection of ever stopping his car or parking in the middle of the road. Igor was driving, saw something above him, tried to outrun it in his shitty car, and then next thing he knew, he was stationary in the middle of the road. Weird, right? Right, there is no way in hell I believe that you did not know that that was that car. What do you mean, sir? The fact that you've called it a shitty car, just to rile me. I did research, sir. He was in this car, I researched the type of car. Research says that it's... Unanimously consider the shit car. What? I'm going to drop my nuts on your head. And then take your nuts. And get the car. Be careful, because that will leave your butt exposed. I'm the butt smasher! (laughs) (laughs) Kevin just admitted that he would smash my butt. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, you drink that drink. I was about to ask before you mentioned he had no recollection, he clicked back into action. But say, did the truck heading towards him not notice the object above him? But I suppose. How long had he been there? Yeah. yeah. In the middle of the, of the road. road. Igor was understandably shaken up and drove home, going over and over what he'd experienced in his mind. Try as he would that evening and the next day, Igor 
just could not explain how he had ended up in the middle of the road. He hadn't been drinking or doing anything else untoward, but he couldn't explain his lack of memory. In these circumstances, what would you do, Mr. Moonwalker of House Moon? <laughs> you know, my partner has um, once or twice asked whether me, you and her are in a thruple. <laughs> Sorry, what's one of those? A three-person couple. <laughs> I think it would be four. <laughs> what, because your ass is so big? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to answer her question, Yes. <laughs> So yeah, sorry. <laughs> what would you do? <laughs> um, oh gosh, I think I'd do exactly what he done: start the car and drive home and try and figure out what the hell had uh, happened. You can't remember what happened, so then what are you doing? Try to remember, and you can't. Or be like, what the fuck happened, man? <laughs> <laughs> what would help what you to remember? To you? Staring into a mirror being like hey, you What happened to you man? Think Try and remember So as some people may expect But not yourself <laughs> Igor looked into Similar experiences of people With memory loss And found a local hypnotherapist Who may be able to help him Igor underwent Regressive therapy and would recall More than he ever thought possible. Igor, it turns out, didn't move his car at all. Bet you didn't see that coming, did you, son? Any guesses as to what is going to happen to your man Igor up in that spacecraft? Nothing happened in that spacecraft. What happened? Happened in the Shelby. Is that the 1967 Shelby GT... Needs some oil in those seats. ...is actually Kit from Knight Rider... And it switched itself on and moved itself out of the way. It's a sentient being in itself. Right. This is Knight Rider 2.0. Question. Actually, no, because Knight Rider 2.0, I think, was a Mustang. But it wasn't the 1967 Shelby GT. So this would be Knight Rider 3.0. The best one. Kit. Was Kit sexually frustrated? Think about it. No. Because he got off every time that Michael pressed a turbo boost and every jumped time, off the ramp. Every time Michael got inside him. <laughs> no matter where he was, as soon as that turbo boost was pressed, the car seemed to jump through the air. <clears throat> I'm trying to think of the kit voice. Hello, Michael. Hey, Michael. I want to hear it. I might download... Uh, we'll see if I can buy the whole of Night Rider. I think you can get it for like 15 quid. HMV. Probably, but I'd be mindful of watching it just because it is so old now. Son. Sometimes. As good as things were in the day. Son. Yes? It's not right. It's David Hasselhoff. Hoff? No rider. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> what are you sticking your finger up at me? I'm suggesting that Night Rider wouldn't still be awesome. I'm not saying it wouldn't be good. Just you might tarnish your memories as to how good it is because you're, you've changed. And the show's going to look dated. It's going to sound dated. It's still going to be awesome. The Hoff might I, be more wooden than I'm you I'm going to buy it. I'm going to watch the whole series. And I'm going to come back and I'm going to give you a review of the whole series. And let you know if it was any good. Or 
if it was better or worse than what I remember it being. If this is anything like your promise to review that jazz album, which I did. I did. It's going to take you about six weeks to do it after. (laughs) It's a whole lot of Night Rider to watch. Make that 12 weeks. (laughs) Anywho, as I was saying. Get the review or not. As you've probably worked out, Igor's car stopped as the craft hovered over him. The craft must have interfered with the car's technology. Wasn't exactly that advanced a car, was it? Igor would then suddenly find himself on what he believes to be that craft so all we can guess is that he was somehow knocked out during the transfer or they are able to freeze time once in the craft Igor was not alone there were not one he was not alone (laughs) there was not one but two different types of humanoid creatures the first was very tall with what Igor described as an upside down pear-shaped head. The being had large black eyes, the kind of eyes you look deep into and all you can see is your own fear. The other entities, there are several of these ones, looked very similar but they were a lot smaller. So a typical Grey's head but upside down? I suppose so, yeah. Well, hmm, kind of. Like, more like, imagine your butt. So, this car was stopped. Yes. The 1967 Shelby GT was stopped by the craft. Yeah. Technologists didn't hold up to the electromagnetic waves, one would imagine. So, shouldn't this essentially be the most prized 1967 Shelby GT of all time? No. It had been stopped by... Because they tried it on a Ferrari... And the Ferrari kept on going, just was too advanced and they couldn't get it. So they thought, let's try a shit car. Yeah, but Ferraris are shit. Shit hot, yeah. I never have a Ferrari. Lamborghini on a day, baby! <laughs> if someone offered you a Ferrari for free and you said no... Depends what the alternative is. <laughs> no, I'll take that back. You get no- someone- <laughs> <laughs> I would never have a Ferrari if I could choose another car. Okay, you can have a Ferrari. If I could choose another car of my choice. Metro. <laughs> it's your choice. What choice are you making? The first ever Mini Metro off the line. It's broken, sir. Still probably be worth more than a Ferrari. I very much doubt it. I don't. <laughs> this isn't like how you argued with our friend that your Nissan Micra could beat his BMW 3 Series in a race. You're not Jedi mind tricking me here. <laughs> wasn't even my car. I would never have raced it. <laughs> but it's the power of suggestion. You put the doubt in his mind. I really did. He just didn't dare. <laughs> what was funny is he kept coming back for more. I'd fucking kill you in a race. Come on, then. Well, let's race then. Um, um, no. <laughs> After this point, seeing the creatures, Igor's memory started to get a little harder to access It was almost as if his mind was trying to protect him from going back there. The imagery was hazy, but Igor could recall a voice. Not auditory, but a voice in his mind almost, telling him that no harm would come to him. That's all well and good, but Igor began to see something else. One of the creatures was holding what appeared to be some kind of drill-like device. 
Okay. The voice telling him that everything would be all right, do you reckon it was his conscious? Or was um, Bob Marley playing on the radio? Just going... (laughs) (laughs) Just trying to reassure him while this drill-like device was coming towards him. Could have been. And... In a monologue. At... I wouldn't say at what point, but where was this drill-like device heading? Was it his head? Was it his chest? His stomach. <laughs> his pee-pee. Oh. Or was it aiming for his butthole? Where do you think it was aiming? His eyeball. That That's grim. If you saw a drill coming towards you, what's the last place you would want that to go? Remember, <laughs> saw it, not all of a sudden it was there. So you can't include the butt. That's really <laughs> tough, but I'm going for my eyes or my penis. Pick one. What would you pick? Eyes. It's going for one eye, technically, isn't it? <laughs> so <laughs> Depends if the drill end had two ends itself. Do you know what? I love dogs. I'd like to have a guide dog. Not saying I want to lose my vision, but... So if it wasn't his conscious, was it one of these beings talking to him i mean we've had this before in quite a lot of our probes yeah yeah it's quite familiar isn't it telepathically to their test subject telling them that no harm would come to them but then again how do they know that whatever they're going to do doesn't actually harm them i mean it might not be harmful to them they might not feel the pain but they have no idea what the pain threshold of the test subject on their operating table is. maybe they're just trying to reassure them Knowing they're about to murk them. Grim bastards. Like, it's it's quite human-esque in nature, isn't it? We quite often tell people, like, before injections, it's going to be fine. You might feel a little prick. Oh, my God, you've gone through my arm! That's true. Well, he didn't die because, obviously, we're hearing of the story, but that's not to say that he didn't come out um, fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The creature took the strange device. Now, Igor doesn't say what position he was in at this point in the account I've seen, but I'm going to assume that Igor was strapped down or telepathically restrained, be it standing or laying down against the surface, because this is hard to imagine in any other position. The creature took the drill and drilled a hole into Igor's head Yep. The creature drilled straight into Igor's damn skull. At this point, it all goes dark for Igor as his head is vibrating. You ever had a root canal at the dentist? Had a tooth drilled into? Imagine that, but in your freaking head. I'm guessing it's in the side of the head. Probably at the uh, temple. So the accounts I read weren't actually specific. They just said could have been straight between the eyes for all I know. Behind the ear. I don't think anywhere would be pleasant, to be honest. If that's I'm I'm not saying that any of it was pleasant. I'm just trying to assume what they're after, really. I mean, most films or anything you see where people get drilled in the head, it's either at the top of the skull, temple, back of the head. Yeah, yeah. Or. You never see it at the uh, 
Run of the head, to be honest. But remember, this isn't a film. This is real. Yeah. Sort of the head. Even in, um, oh, you say get drilled in the head, and it just reminds me of um, Saw, where they cut a piece out of his skull to relieve the pressure of the tumour growing into Oh, uh, what's it called? Trepidation or something? I'm not when 100% you drill, sad. like, in middle-aged times, medieval times, perhaps, people would drill holes into the skull to alleviate conditions in a silence oh, they'd and do whatnot. It yeah. Top. Back of the head. They'd do it all over wherever they thought would make a difference. <laughs> yeah, not pleasant. <laughs> yeah, people also used to do that in the olden times to dispel spirits from them, which people blamed for ailments. Do you reckon it ever worked? Like, in a case of someone having a tumour or their brain was pressing against the skull... So they drilled into their head and it released the pressure and then they kind of went back to normal. Do you reckon that ever happened? That's why they continued it. I want to say no, but it was done so much that there must have been one success story somewhere along the line. For it to to be a thing. Yeah. (laughs) I've not actually ever looked into that. Obviously, I've heard accounts of it in studies, but hmm. Well, unfortunately... That's as much as Igor recollects. It's no surprise really though, is it? The man has a hole in his head. I think it's safe to say that they knocked him out, implanted something in his skull, dressed him up in his grandparents' clothes, took some photos, then dropped him off back in his car, which had come to a halt in the middle of the road. Next thing Igor knows, he sees the truck coming and moves out, out the way. If a friend of yours got drunk and passed out... Party too hard, perhaps? Would you uh, dress them up in stuff and take pictures? I have two answers there. If my friend partied too hard and got too drunk, I would certainly gather a another friend and tie their legs together and draw on their face and put a coroner on their head and take photos absolutely and I would keep those photos for another 10-20 years afterwards to be able to produce at a moment's notice meanwhile if my friend had parted too hard and then we worked together the next day (laughs) and happened to fall asleep on shift I asked myself would I be the type of friend that whilst he was sleeping placed a catalogue in his hand and opened said catalogue to the underwear section (laughs) and then took photos of said friend and sent it to all my friends would I do that? would you do that? you might not but I would (laughs) I've still got those pictures somewhere amazing do you reckon it'd mind if we put the uh, drunken ones up the first ones you displayed I don't know I really don't know <laughs> look out Provis there might be some drunk photos dropping in what we should do we'll post them in extraterrestrial towers mm. so that is pretty much all there is on that incident Igor disappeared into history never to be heard of in these fields again obviously we've got some time left over here so I thought about this case 
If aliens are visiting this area, why just once? So I rabbit hold myself. A mere 30 minutes away, in Falkirk, I found another hoverer. Enter local gentleman, Barry MacDonald. Thank you to Ron Halliday and his book called UFO Scotland, The Secret History of Scotland's UFO Phenomenon, for what I'm about to share. You can always trust someone called Barry. Barry! Always. Indeed. There's a lot of UFO activity in um, Scotland if there is a book called The Secret History of Scotland's UFO Phenomenon. Enough to write a whole book on. And I'm pretty sure one of the earlier probes that I did where we visited Scotland with the two gentlemen, I think that was also within this book. The ones in the forest? No. No. Where they went to deliver something to a friend? Ah, yes, yes, yes. I'm pretty sure theirs might have been in this book as well. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty. Well. And I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) For this one, it was October 1996. Barry, 27, was out doing his thing one night, driving along Windsor Road with his 23-year-old girlfriend, Jane Adamson. To be precise, they were in Camelon, Falkirk, at 6.40pm. Barry happened to look up, and would you believe it? Oh, Barry himself witnessed a UFO. There was a low-flying object in the sky. The couple pulled over to take a closer look. The couple watched on for several minutes before Barry remembered something. (laughs) There may have been a peculiar autocorrect in my notes there. Did he remember that his name wasn't Barbary? (laughs) Did he remember how to spell his own name? (laughs) No, he forgot that. (laughs) What did he remember? What did he remember? Was he uh, drunk one night and uh, made out with an alien? And they told him, Hey, we should keep in contact. And if you don't, I'm coming to get you. And he didn't keep in contact because he was too drunk and he forgot. And then one day, Barry was driving down a road. He overtook a Shelby GT 1967, to be precise. (laughs) Sped off and... (laughs) His pursuers got a little bit confused. (laughs) Maybe Barbary remembered something. (laughs) Look. So where were they heading? Him and uh, Jane. Were they... Oh, come on. Heading to some fields? You know what they were doing. Somewhere somewhere remote. Remote location? You know. They were going bird spotting. (laughs) Bird spotting at McDonald's. (laughs) Attracts all the birds. So you've seen something in the sky. What might help you at that point that you've remembered so, you've got? Hold on. If you were driving in your car, looked yeah. up and saw a UFO, do you think you would get out of your car to take a closer look? Hell no. Now, so, to be fair, actually, I probably would, yeah. Yeah, I can't yeah. say if I would nor I wouldn't. I definitely would. I'd look for someone to put... It depends where I'm driving. If I was driving around a town I knew and I knew where I could pull over, absolutely I'd get out and have a look. 
if I was driving, I needed to be somewhere at a certain time, and I didn't have time to pull over, hell no, because I can't be late, son. I think if I was driving somewhere familiar, um, familiar in regards to a town, I would uh, pull over and have a look. If I was driving on a secluded country road, which I <laughs> often have to drive on, <laughs> I'm putting my foot down. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want the attention that might bring. <laughs> nope. I'm off ski. Uh, um, one of my sister's ex-partners was once driving somewhere, I forget where, but they pulled over for a cigarette on the side of a country road <laughs> and someone went and knocked on the window. It's like, so are you here for the uh Oh, that didn't even cross my mind. Uh... I was more like, I'm not getting abducted. <laughs> well... I might get abducted, like, in a place that I know, but at least there, there's more people around, more witnesses. I'd feel safer there than stopping in the middle of the road. Of the road. Barry was a smart man. Was he? Barry remembered that he had a video camera on the back seat in the car. Yes, see, he was. Barry was a keen fisherman or angler and would regularly take videos of the fish he caught to probe their size. Probe, probe. Barry left this out ready to go on his back seat just for convenience. Hmm. Barry wasn't planning to film a home movie with Jane. Sure enough, Barry fetched his camera and you damn right, Barry filmed that son of a bitch. As Barry watched on, the video clearly shows an orange object. Was it almost... an orange? Pardon? Was it an orange? No. It was almost like a moving light in the sky, gradually changing into a white disc a flying damn saucer the flying saucer then disappeared suddenly after about 30 seconds of filming the footage went viral appearing on the news all over the world right before i ask the obvious question uh, the answer uh, is yes do we have the video we do good that camera was not for fishing <laughs> <laughs> He was about to make not a home movie because they weren't at home. <laughs> a travel movie. Yep. A documentary, if you will. He was off to make a voyeur porn. So, are you well, suggesting. Not even he might have uh, been out there to make some dogging porn. He was definitely out there to film something filth. Are, are you suggesting that if he was using that camera for fishing, it would have been packed away with his fishing gear, but. It's suspicious because it was in the back seats of his car. I'm saying that if he was a keen fisher and had that for fishing, yeah. it wouldn't have been in the car in the first place because he wasn't going fishing. He was out with Jean. Maybe he always keeps his rod ready to go along with the other gear. He can keep his rod ready to go all the time, but uh, your fishing gear needs to be packed away. Don't keep that in the car all the time. Yeah, it's a, little, it's a little bit... It's um, not a fisherman. A little bit sexual, isn't it? So, of course, as I said, we have that footage. Now, this is 1996, although I saw a conflicting report stating 1995, but regardless, it's a little dated. 
This clip is taken from popular British morning TV show GMTV and is available freely via YouTube, to which we will link in our episode notes. Here we go. Ooh, I have not seen GMTV for a long bloody time. I prefer our old um, This Morning footage with Philip Schofield, <laughs> just because <laughs> he asked the kind of questions Philip. we would ask. Shining object has been filmed hovering in the sky above Falkirk in Scotland. UFO experts say it's the best footage ever seen of a possible alien spaceship. This extraordinary event took place in an area now dubbed the Bonnie Bridge Triangle because of the high number of unusual sightings. And joining us now is Professor Ron Halliday. UFO Why does that guy expert. look really familiar? Uh, you've seen all of this footage, Professor. Um, how One of your country you drives, I reckon. Uh, not actually professor but just say that right okay so from the video that I've seen so far it's just a kind of orange ball in the sky that just disappears how do you explain that but I mean as if it's just faded into the background did you also notice that the name of this guy that they're talking to is uh, Ron Halliday uh, well, last night or this morning, last night I saw a few unusual things. This morning I did a few unusual things as well, because you should have come to just a minute or two ago, uh, now, but you couldn't because of technical problems. Strange technical problems have just happened. All of a sudden, we can't explain why, but our power has been flickering on and off here. From ah, unexplained mm. electrical, electromagnetic interference. Of course. Just how big this thing was. It just hovered How big was it? Some, some 20 minutes or so, and the man who took the pictures is uh, Barry McDonald. Barry, come and join us here. Man, took the pictures. Now, this was a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, last week, last Wednesday. Yes, Barry. Until then, you've been fairly skeptical about things in the sky, mysterious objects, uh-huh, flying saucers. Definitely, I just I don't remember believing anything like that before. Uh, until I actually seen that myself. Amateur cameraman. Tell me, your junior girlfriend driving uh, over, or driving down, maybe up in James, or driving down from Hull Glen. I apologise to anybody that isn't from Scotland right now that I didn't is know trying about, like... to listen to this. Um, I would just like to say that it's also quite hard for us in England to understand what someone from scotland is saying with all due respect much as yeah. it would be hard for someone from rural scotland to, to understand welsh someone cornish i was going to say but welsh oh. is probably a better example or even if people heard a proper suffolk accent <laughs> it is also pronounced water not water I get moaned out for saying water. How big this thing was? I was, I couldn't see. It wasn't, I wasn't a big massive thing. I couldn't hear nothing. No sound or nothing off it. I just don't know the size at all. Who I can. 
Now, you're not the first person from around here who's seen something mysterious in the sky. No, that's quite honest. We've got a few been seen, there's about 300 or something over at uh, 1992. Uh, but I just, again, I don't know if I would believe me anything like that. Yeah, I've totally seen that myself. You see, Barry, the question everybody is asking this morning is, if intelligent life form is out there, uh -huh. very clever, why do they pick Falkirk? I mean, I don't know. It's, again, it's kind of Savage. Didn't he mention something about 300 and something sightings being seen? Mm -hmm. Hotbed for UFO activity. It's no leap, sir. <laughs> Mr. Halliday thinks we need to take a good look at it. Does he now? F you, Mr. Halliday. That was clearly a UFO. Ah, oh, damn, son. It was quite hard to listen. Oh, I wouldn't say hard to listen. But I don't know if we were talking about it. Hard to understand what uh, Barry was saying throughout that. It was quite a thick accent, wasn't mm. it? Bless him. GMTV's reporting was quite bad, wasn't it? I mean, they could have showed that for longer wasn't, rather than... Yeah, they could have shown it more thorough. I guess it's a product of its time, but it's not as interesting, as I said earlier, to watch when you compare it to some of the other videos we've covered through the years. I was going to ask if we've had anything come out about it. I wouldn't say recently, but after that. But I suppose that's something you're going to get into at some point. Well, on that note, that's actually the only video of this sighting I could find, unfortunately. And that is all we're covering today. <laughs> Summarising, we learned about Glasgow. For example, the trees older than dinosaurs. Then we met Igor Terzik, who was driving alone just outside of Glasgow in May 1995. Or 96. Suddenly, something begun hovering above his car and Igor shat his pants. Next thing Igor knows, he stopped in the middle of the road as a truck hurtles towards him. In the middle of the, of the road. To which Igor narrowly avoids. Igor couldn't recall stopping his car, so he went to see a regressive hypnotherapist. Turns out, Igor was abducted and saw humanoid creatures on the craft who telepathically told him that he would be fine before they drilled into his skull. Igor blacked out again and came to in the middle of the road. Igor's skull was never analysed to our knowledge and he disappears into history after this event. We then move on to Barry McDonald from 1996. We think a case explored by Ron Halliday. You can't trust a Halliday. Barry and his girlfriend Jane were out innocently driving in Falkirk when they saw a UFO overhead. After stopping and watching for several minutes, Barry got his video camera out, which definitely wasn't suspiciously sitting on the back seats. 
Barry filmed this orange UFO changed to white and we watched this video as shown at the time on British television show GMTV. The UFO vanished. We don't know if it shot up at speed or literally froze time and disappeared, for example. Were these the same aliens? Anything you'd like to discuss before we conclude, sir? Scotland was, was lovely. lovely. <laughs> London was lovely. Do we hear anything else at all from Igor, Igor? Nope. In I'm any capacity whatsoever. Given you everything. So we don't know if he survived after this, if he was alive, what he was doing with his life after. No, nope. just know that that was the it. Skull was never analysed. Yeah, that's all we've got. That's unfortunate. Indeed. So on that note, are you saying that it was aliens? The UFO spotted by Barry. Aye. I noticed in the video it doesn't move. It sits in one space and literally fades into mm-hmm. the background. Yeah. Do you think that could have been done with camera technology at the time? No, I reckon it was like phasing into a different universe. Okay, if it was, I don't believe it was the same aliens. Shit. Oh, that really annoys me. Because it kind of looked like they were just video recording the sun at one point. Because we don't know how far away that shot was. Therefore, we don't know how big the sun would have been in the sky. What are you shitting on my video for? I've given you visual evidence. I'm not shitting on anything. Your pants around your ankles, pull them up. I'm wiping the shit off the car that you (laughs) smeared on. And sometimes if you, I wouldn't say if you look at it, but I suppose if you were looking at the sun through a camera and you changed something or even depending on how hot or what time of day it is, it could start to look white rather than orange. Shut that science down. And he said, this is not art. Aliens. I'll eat your soul. No, I I honestly can't believe this is aliens. I think... Was Igor drinking? To be honest, we just don't really know and that's the problem. Yeah. The story we hear from him, is that his story? Has he gone and told someone or has this story got out from people that he knew? Was this as an excuse he used to get out of trouble? <laughs> don't know i can't say one or the other i've given you everything the video recording is shot during the day isn't it it's not a nighttime shot mm-hmm. so unusual it, to see something during the day is it literally just the sun in the sky you wouldn't mistake that for the sun would you i mean barry might well you've seen the footage did you i didn't but barry might so you're saying it wasn't the sun there you go and that um like GMTV might have just wanted a news story out of it. It went viral. I mean, GMTV viral. You can see it on anything else. As much as something can in 96. Just send in their one VHS tape and never get it back. Back in 96. We, sh- <laughs> we shot a picture. We shot a video of the sun. Here you go. No, I can't, I can't say it's aliens. Well, it's I'm not saying that it was aliens either. This file was quite difficult. The people involved are quite believable and clearly aren't just being gullible or ignorant, but the footage of the second sighting was dated and I actually don't think we could solidly conclude either way on that one if we're being truthful. But the first case, it's 
hypnotherapy, which we always struggle with on this show. So unfortunately, as I said, I can't say that it's aliens. Neither case was big enough to cover by themselves, but I do find the video more credible than Igor, unfortunately. Still, I just need a little bit more salt on my chips before I eat them. Any final thoughts before we close, Mr. Mooner? Careful how much salt you put on your chips. I like to be saltier. Thank you, one and all, for listening to... But it was aliens! What do you think of these cases? Let us know. Our social links are in the episode notes, and you can always find us on the Twitter... But it was aliens. The only reason I say that at this point is because it's become our thing. What I really want to tell you about, though, is our Patreon.com forward slash but it was aliens, which is also linked in the episode notes. You can support us to keep on making this show. As you know, we haven't been running adverts. And you may or may not know that running a podcast is not free. It costs money, damn it. The bastards. So what we do do is we drop side probes on our Patreon.com once a month, covering more widely paranormal or mysterious cases for you. Check it out and let us know if you have any suggestions that you'd like us to cover. But until next time... Why can you drink a drink, but not food some food? The truth is up there. Hash. Tag. Bro. 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 Bro.